Hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Apologies for the background noise. In our previous episode, we filmed outside and realized that filming inside is probably the uh, the way to go. But there's a lot of outside sounds living in Bali, whether it's the drumbeat in the background that we can currently hear, Balinese at their ceremony, or roosters, or wind, or the crazy rain that we're experiencing today. But um, yeah, we wanted to hop on here because a theme has been coming up over the months, actually. It's, it's recent as well, but it's this theme of having a really integrated inner feminine and inner masculine as a man and having a really integrated inner masculine and inner feminine as a woman. Because when we don't have the integration of both and we feel the disconnect of one within our being, a lot of shadow comes up and a lot of actions arise in our everyday lives that are out of alignment. And they often arise in a sense of, they often arise as our wounded aspects of self. So if I, as the man, has a disconnection from my own inner feminine, a lot of my actions are going to be based in my wounded masculine. Whereas when a woman has an extreme disconnection with her inner masculine, she is going to express her inner wounded feminine often. In an unhealthy way. In an unhealthy way that causes a lot of problems in one's life and in one's relationships. So we wanted to get on here today to just have a little chat about mm. that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's a big conversation. We just started opening it up before pressing the record button and there's endless tangents and threads that this conversation can go down. So I'm excited to see what shows up. Yeah. Um, Which is one of my favorite things about this podcast mm. is how spontaneous it is and how casual it is and how like we don't plan it. We just say, all right, here's the basic topic. And now let's just kind of have a little brainstorm and channeling session. Yeah, the intention of us starting the podcast is that a lot of our conversations end up spiraling into yeah. these yeah. <laughs> cosmic yeah. experiences. And we always thought, wow, wouldn't it be nice if there had been a recorder in the room for all right. of these beautiful members of our soul family that are navigating the same twists and turns in their partnership. And, you know, this is a really big conversation as it relates to partnership, but all areas of life, but especially partnership, because I feel that's where we really start to see the wounded aspects of a man with an unintegrated feminine or a woman with an unintegrated masculine. We start to see it really come online in a very deeply intimate relationship because that's where a lot of our trauma comes from. That's why, you know, we can sail through life you know, feeling so beautiful, so creative, so powerful as a sovereign being, but then we come deeply into an intimate relationship and all of our buttons and our buttons are being pressed, our triggers are being pulled because it was in our intimate relationships in the earlier years of our life that a lot of this trauma, this energy blockage in our body was actually formed. And so, of course, it's naturally in a closely intimate partnership where we can really start to witness this stuff to come up. Mm. Yeah, that coupled with <clears throat> you can't really get away in partnership. If you're single, you can just run away, you know, and just be alone and be on your own. But it's the relationship that you have with your partner that actually brings up the most amount of your inner work. 
because your partner is going to reflect a lot of things to you that you wouldn't otherwise have reflected to you if you were on your own. Well, you know, if we look at the three nervous system responses, the most classic ones at least that you'll move down the nervous system ladder when a trigger comes up or an emotion comes up is fight, flight or freeze. And these are most often, these triggers come up around other people and intimate relating in relationships. But even if those responses come up when you're on your own, they're oftentimes a lot easier to navigate when you're on your own. But when you go into flight, fight or freeze and you're around your partner, mm -hmm. it becomes very difficult to navigate. And so, you know, this topic connects to what we're going to be speaking about because when we let's just let's open this conversation talking about the shadow feminine mm. that we see in women, obviously, but we also see it in men. Yeah. And it's an unhealthy, unexercised, unexpressed emotional body because the feminine is the emotion. She's the chaos. Mm -hmm. She's the feeling body where we really deeply feel everything and when we're not allowing ourselves a healthy space to go through these nervous system responses, you know, like we did this morning or yesterday with me, I've been having a lot of, we'll speak about it in a moment, but I had a couple of really big triggers come up and Ryan was holding space for me as I essentially punched beds and pillows and really moved that energy, which was a fight response, a fight response. But the flight and freeze are also nervous system responses in which our emotional body is going through something mm. and we need to create the presence within ourselves. Like, let's just speak about women for a moment. Women with a healthy divine masculine, they will be creating the presence to actually go into these emotions. And when they're not creating that presence, that container for themselves, we start to see the shadow feminine in crazy ways and her inner feminine becomes a little bit of a psycho instead of a lover, yeah. you know, because the divine feminine is, she's so radiant in love. Mm. All she wants to do is love. But the shadow feminine, she wants to fight. She wants to make people wrong. She wants to judge and condemn, shame and criticize because she is ultimately inept from going in and actually feeling her own pain. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned the inner presence. And I feel like it's a combination of presence, a space being created, and a container. Those three things that the masculine provides, if she doesn't have an integrated masculine within, she's not going to feel safe. She's not going to feel like she has a space to express herself or a container to express herself. And then thus it's going to manifest as the shadow feminine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've experienced a lot of this. You know, I grew up in a household with a mother who had a really, you know, traumatic upbringing and she didn't face any of that. She didn't feel her way through those emotions. She didn't learn boundaries. She didn't yeah. learn how to take care of herself. And so my inner, like just, you know, it's, it's very clear, but I'll just state this in case it isn't. The way our inner feminine and our inner masculine as a man and a woman develop is through watching our parents yeah. or our primary caretakers. Yeah. And so it, as a woman, if you want to get to know your inner man, if, if he's not really emotionally available for you, he's not being present, well, take a look at the way that your father parented you and you're going to get a great insight into where you develop that, that mechanism. Yeah. 
um, the same with a man and his father and his mother. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's challenging for women because we have grown up around mothers who deeply hate themselves. Mm. It seems like a very intense way to describe it, but if a woman is raising a daughter and she's criticizing her own body, she's putting herself on diets, she's, you know, comparing herself to other people, she's not setting boundaries, she's not taking care of her needs and taking herself out to a massage and whatnot, then she's in self-hatred. It's the opposite of self-love. Mm. And this is where we're seeing this wounded feminine on the planet is just getting out of control. The wounded feminine is getting out of control and the wounded masculine is getting out of control. And it's almost like we don't have a clear definition as to what is a divine feminine and a divine masculine being as opposed to a wounded masculine and a wounded feminine being. And I would assert that most people who say that they are masculine and they are alpha and they are this and they are a man have an extreme disconnect with their inner feminine and thus they are not being a divine masculine figure and they are not fully in touch with their truest power as a man because a deeply embodied empowered man has an extreme connection to his inner feminine and any man who does not have a connection to his inner feminine is not as powerful as he could be is not as embodied in his divine masculine essence as he could be and the same goes for women a lot of women who are putting on this mask that they are the super feminine you know figure in this world oftentimes have an extreme disconnection with their inner masculine which then corrupts the way they can truly express as a feminine being yeah and just to stay with the man for a moment um you know, because one of the characteristics of the divine feminine is receptivity. Mm. And she's very receptive to life. She can feel Mother Nature pulsing through her veins. Mm. She can feel Eros moving through her body. She's allowing, she's open, she's receiving. That's what the Yoni is. It's a symbol of I take life in. And that is an incredibly important aspect of living mm. as a woman and as a man. And so when a man isn't receptive to life force, to nature, yeah. you know, if he's not allowing things to come in and he's just trying to be in his power, then he can't ever be tru truly in his power because to be in your power, you've got to be receiving. Otherwise, you're brittle. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just like this inflated yet empty on the inside. You're not vulnerable and tender enough to go, I need a teacher. I need to work with a coach right now. Like a lot of you always say to me, you know, we have very different careers because you te technically work a lot more with men. I work a lot more with women and it can be more challenging for a male coach because men have a really hard time asking for help when oh, actually yeah. they deeply need it. Yeah. And it's because if their inner feminine was there and they were surrendering into that, yeah. they would be feeling so vulnerable to go, I need help. I can't do this on my own. I need to allow God, life force, nature to come and support me right now. Yeah. And that would change the game. That would change the way we yeah. see men rising on this planet. Yeah. And it is taking place. It is, as time goes on. But it's almost like, it's almost like the wounded masculine that operates on the planet puts on this mask that he's this masculine thing, but it's like a false sense of power. 
it's it's based in ego it's based in illusion it's not true it's not embodied it's not like a deeply connected integrated man where he has his masculine energy and his feminine energy integrated he has might have a connection to his masculine energy but an extreme disconnect with his inner feminine and so what i mean by that is we as men when we're growing up in this society have been programmed not to feel our emotions whether it's the families that we grew up in or society it's this like it's this extreme disassociation yeah like like we as men it's like oh men don't cry and mm. all of these things that we grew up around it's like no wounded men don't cry men who are extremely disconnected with their inner feminine energy do not cry but a man who's connected with his inner feminine it can cry whenever he needs to now it doesn't mean to say that he's needs to be in his feminine energy the predominant amount of the time. No, it's really important that a man is predominantly in his masculine energy and has the ability to go into his feminine energy. But a man who is predominantly in his masculine energy and has no ability to go into his feminine energy, even five, 10% of the time, that's not an embodied man. That's not a truly empowered man. You know, what's coming up for me as I listen to you speak is there are some male role models on the planet right now who are, have quite a loud voice. I won't name any of the names, but we've explored that consciousness. Uh, one of them was that Facebook group I got kicked out of. Yeah. <laughs> I got blocked from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these, these male role models who are sharing this method, this modality of masculinity and what masculinity is and don't be vulnerable in front of the woman and yeah. you know don't decrease polarity and stay in your power you've got to be leading a hundred percent of the time and your emotions are yours to be felt but never expose that to the woman and at the time it bothered me but right now i can really just like oh as you were speaking i could feel my heart awakening of like these men who are sharing that are devoid of the feminine, the divine feminine mama bear. And I can see that wound is coming from a lot of these men probably grew up with mothers who were not holding them and embracing yeah. them and showering them with divine feminine love. Yeah. And instead they were around fathers who were teaching them a certain way of being. Yeah. But now that, you know, we try not to use the word toxicity. We use the word wounded because it feels a lot more wholesome and yeah. understanding. But that's essentially why we're seeing this toxicity arise because uh, it's just this trauma that's just being passed down yeah. to the little boys, the little girls. And then it's it's being passed off as spirituality, which is the dangerous thing. It's all good that it's part of the matrix and the mainstream. But a lot of this information has infiltrated Tantra, the inner union, the masculine feminine communities. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of disturbing in a way to see how many people are still on board with the fact that men should never show vulnerability in front yeah. of their woman. Cause like that's, yeah. that there's something about that that doesn't feel right. Yeah. There's this like resurgence to go back to the way that we used to interact with women back in like the 1950s and prior, which is like the shut up, get in the kitchen, I'm the man, you're the woman, just submit to my every, you know, saying and and my every word. And it's like this red pill movement, right? That's become such an extreme force on this planet recently. Like it's, it's, it's like a resurgence of like how we used to interact with women, but we're not supposed to go back. We're supposed to create a new way. 
and it's not the way of just dismissing women and disrespecting them and thinking that men are any better or worse or anything like that. It's, it's, we're supposed to find a way where we can be in our divine masculine and interact with divine feminine figures, not me as the man being completely wounded in my masculinity. Yeah, I even remember the way that I used to hug people or I used to shake someone's hand. This came up for us this morning yeah. on our walk. You said, shake my hand. Was that like some kind of test? <laughs> I, I don't know why I said that, but I, I wanted to shake your hand to yeah. see what you would do. Well, I remember once upon a time, you know, when my shadow feminine was a very prevalent force and my wounded masculine was a very prevalent force, which was really just protecting the tenderness of experiencing sexual trauma, experiencing yeah. an absent father, experiencing an, a mother who has an addiction, you know, it's like, I, I put all of this armor around me that manifested as wounded masculine, wounded feminine. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of divine qualities coming through either of those yeah. in my inner union. And I remember hugging girls or especially men, I would hug them and I'd give them a tight hug or I'd give them a handshake that was a tight grip because essentially my energy body, my subconscious was trying to communicate, don't fuck with me. Yeah, I'm strong too. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of women are still unconsciously playing that energy out. Absolutely. Our society has programmed women to think that if they have a strong handshake, that means that they are empowered and they are strong. When in reality, you as a woman are not strong being in your masculine. You are far more strong than we could ever be when you are in your feminine. That's the truth of the matter. So when I shook your hand this morning and your hand was soft, and you were surrendered, I was like, whoa, that's a powerful woman right there. If you were to put on this mask of masculinity and shake my hand all strong, it would have been like, oh, like that's not an embodied woman in a way. You know, that's not a woman who's has her masculine energy and her feminine energy integrated within. That's a woman who is pretending to be strong by putting on a mask of masculinity while having an extreme disconnection with her own inner feminine. Mm. Yeah, and this is a really important conversation which encompasses every conversation we could be having in this realm of duality, you know, on the spiritual path, on the healing path, because when we look at our inner union and we bring them into balance, then the reflections we're receiving from life and in our relationships become deeply harmonious mm. and very, very powerful reflections of the inner communication and bonding that's taking place between these the tantric union inside of our own being whereas on the planet we see so much in spirituality these very masculine i see a lot of both i've experienced both the masculine way of you know non-duality and just spiraling upwards and just becoming more spirit becoming enlightened and kind of bypassing sex the earth the body sure. you know and then I see this other path that's quite, you know, prevalent here in Ubud and in Bali and various places right. that's like these earth priestesses that just think they can Kali all over the place. And this is like my, this is my truth. And, you know, and it's a little too earthy without having that ascended wider perspective of ultimately I am not this trauma. Mm. I am, this body is not. The, the, this body is the least of me. It's an aspect of what I am, but I'm so much vaster and bigger. And that really helps me to manage the pain that's coming up as just being a human on this planet at this time. It's painful. Yeah. 
So those two pathways, it feels balance this inner union mm. because we're expanding, we're becoming bigger whilst we're also owning the pain, the feelings, the emotions of just being human and being in this human suit. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why this just came up as you were speaking because it's kind of, I wouldn't say off topic, but just in a, a different direction, which is I was just really tuning into men and men have become so programmed by society that they are not supposed to be in their masculine energy because that's going to wreak a bunch of havoc on the world. So, you know, you have to just be more of a feminized man nowadays. And so we're watching a lot of these men walking around low testosterone levels, super feminine and not masculine. But as a result, they're walking around in their wounded feminine and thus their wounded masculine. And then it seems like women are the same, just opposite. They have a real resistance to being in their true divine feminine. And so they put on this mask of masculinity, but it's a wounded masculine, thus making their inner feminine wounded. And so it's like men who are feminine, who have a hard time being in the divine masculine and women who are masculine having a hard time being in the divine feminine. My question is, why do women have a hard time being in the divine feminine? You know, I, I have an understanding of to, as to why men have a hard time being in the divine masculine. And it seems like you said it before is this protection. You know, you mentioned once upon a time, the fruit analogy, right? I forget what the other fruit is, but I know that the one fruit, the divine feminine is the date. She's super soft on the outside, but on the inside, she's strong. She's just a core strong seed. You know, what, what's the other fruit? Durian. Durian. What? Durian. That's du the one? Durian's spiky and spiky hard on, on, the the inside, on the outside, on the inside. It's mushy right. and it, it isn't holding itself together. It's right. the outside, the right. prickles on the outside that's hold, holding the fruit together. Right. So the divine, I don't know, this is probably mainly a Western audience. So I don't know if most people know about what durians are, but look up durian on the internet. You can see this super spiky outer shell, but on the inside, it's incredibly soft. That is like the analogy of what the wounded feminine acts like as a woman. A durian so spiky that you can barely even pick it up. Yeah. It's it will it will hurt you. It'll hurt you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> on the surface layer, but on the inside there's a lot of juiciness and a lot of like soft and well, oh, deliciousness. It's, it's gushy. It's yeah. it's almost like but that's not the analogy. It's not it's not on the inside. It's oh, but they're so juicy. It's like the analogy is the durian is spiky on the outside, which is the top layer of one's sensual, you know, eros and their expression. But then on the inside, their core, it's soft. Yeah. It doesn't have itself. Right. And that's the analogy of women. Right. When we look at the divine feminine, it's like the women mostly that we see, especially in the West, but really all over the planet, are hard on the outside yeah. and then on the inside they don't have their divine masculine that's holding them yeah. which is making their emotions their pain their past too much to hold and so they're not feeling that so they're wearing that pain on the surface they don't even know it but you can see it in most women let alone all the botox and that so many faces look exactly the same because there's like a template of how botox is making so many faces look but never mind that, you can see the sharpness in a woman's face. Yeah. You know, you look at a woman you see every day on the street versus a woman who's just spent the entire weekend dancing. She's been off devices. She's 
eaten tons of fruit. She has self-pleasured several times. And you look at her face and there's a tender glow and her, her cheekbones and her jaw and everything is very soft and relaxed. And, you know, that is the feminine, yeah. is her relaxation, her sensual, beautiful, radiant self is on the outside because on the inside, there's this pip, this hard center of her divine masculine who's got her. He's holding her. She doesn't need to outsource to men. Go, yeah. can you help me? Can you hold me? I'm scared. I need this. I'm unsafe. She's got herself. And that's what allows her to be so juicy and caramel and delicious yeah. from her outer layer, which is it's our identity. It's, it's who we're putting ourselves out there to be in the world. Mm. Yeah, and when she has that integrated masculine from within, she's no longer going to be searching in the external world for that masculine to fill that void in her life because there is no void of the masculine because she's got it integrated within. Mm. And that's part of the problem with women who don't have a healthy integrated masculine is they're constantly seeking a male figure in their life to fill that void, whether it's a man who they want their father to be or them to be their father basically and act as that role model in their life or or men who don't have an integrated feminine within and thus they're constantly on the hunt for women or which watching is, porn or watching porn or constantly seeking for that feminine essence outside of themselves it's because they don't have a connection with their own inner feminine which is scary like i'll just speak from a woman i'll speak from my yeah like my tender self and maybe even a bit of my inner child but we often think that an integrous man means a man who's coming to partnership and he's no longer going to be seeking other women. But that has nothing to do with it. It actually is when a man is fully united with his inner feminine, he's yeah. not looking outside of himself anymore. And it's, it's confronting to acknowledge, but it's truthful that there are a lot of beautiful men who are in partnership who are unconsciously still looking at other women as they walk past. Yeah because they think they're yearning for something in the symbol of a female body, but what they're yearning for is this soft, tender, loving, radiant essence that's oozing from their, their center of their being. And it's that connection to nature and connection to the divine mother. Yeah. And if that man is in a relationship with a woman who is not that sensual feminine essence, of course, he's going to look outside of the relationship for that because his partner is not being in her divine feminine essence. She's being a masculine feminine essence in his life. But then he's making himself wrong for that yeah. because, you know, ultimately it's we do want to be in. I mean, I feel the highest path and, you know, through learning through this experience with you in this sacred union is for me the highest path is monogamy with someone where both beings have their inner union in balance and you can spiral higher and higher and deeper and deeper and neither of you are needing anything outside of the partnership of course you've got friendships and but there would never be this feeling of like actually I need to go experience this lust I'm having for someone else because you're met from within. Yeah. So even your partner is a bonus. You're not even feeling, I need you. And, right. you know, over the months and the years of our relationship, you've probably experienced me going from feeling so unsafe within myself, depending on you so much for so many different things to slowly, slowly, 
I've got myself, I've got myself, right. I've got myself. Yeah. Well, it's a rabbit hole too. It's, it's a carrot that you can never access or, or, or get. Catch. Catch, yeah. Where if you're the woman and you're constantly seeking that masculine essence from your partner, he's never going to live up to what you need. And so it's always going to be him disappointing you if that is, is continuing to play out. It's this, it's this narrative, it's this pattern of the woman in the relationship expecting so much of the masculine and every single time he doesn't show up right. He's not masculine enough, he's not this enough, he's not that enough. It's like it's a never-ending, completely constantly displeased with how the masculine is showing up because it's actually the inner masculine that lies within that needs to be integrated and nothing else. It's, it's, it's this realization that you do not need to seek this essence outside of you. You need to cultivate it from within first, and then you will inherently stop seeking it from the outside. And then it actually shows up in the way that you always desired. Exactly. But you're not actually needing it anymore, which yeah. is just how the law of this universe works. If we're needing something to be a certain way to make us feel safe, loved, whatever it is, that thing, it can't come to us. Nope. It's, it has to be cultivated experience from inside of our central nervous system, our template from within experiencing the paradise that's embedded into our cellular DNA. And then it can be explored from without, which makes me want to explore a little bit of what showed up for me yesterday uh, on the call with one of my friends and the space that you held for me and how we navigated that because that was really beautiful yeah and what i first wanted to share about you know i had a, a very confronting call with a close friend yesterday where i experienced her shadow feminine and it's so rare that i experience this it, like this doesn't come up in my friendships anymore but her shadow feminine was a little bit lashing out at me or projecting onto me let's use that word um the reason for that was that I didn't show up in the way that she wanted me to during the a hard time in her life during a hard time in her life yeah. and uh, and she was you know sharing I needed you to be like this I needed you to be like that and I was sitting there just kind of trying to offer her presence but also feeling like something doesn't feel quite right about this and then she was also sharing and my partner wasn't sharing, showing up right. in this way and no one was sharing and you're the feminine woman in my life like I needed your feminine energy and it was just I was sitting there holding space but what was so evident and what I did reflect to her in certain parts was you don't need any of these things you everything everything you think that you're looking for in me and other friends and your partner it's all an inside game and we know that this is the way it is and we know that we're in this illusion when multiple people in our life are not showing up the way that we want them to. Right. We know then, oh, I'm not giving myself what I need and people are reflecting that to me, right. which happened with, you know, both that happened for me yeah. this morning coming into the room and speaking with this woman and I'm like, wow, in 24 hours, I've received two reflections where people are closing their heart to me. And so immediately, of course, what do I do? Where am I closing my heart to myself? I find that part, I work with her, I grieve. And that is sacred union. That is conscious dialogue within our own inner union of what is going on inside of me and how can I take responsibility that everything outside of me is just a reflection of how I'm actually holding or not holding myself. Yeah. 
Yep, that reminds me of those types of people who like always have to complain about everyone else. And it's because they are not holding themselves from within. So they're constantly talking about how this person didn't do that and how this, they're just complaining about other people. And it's not because they didn't show up, those other people didn't show up for you in the way that you wanted them to. It's because you are not holding yourself in the way that you know you need to. And so you're just gonna project that on everyone else thinking, oh, I had this problem with them and have all these problems with all these people, but it has nothing to do with them. It has to do with you and you holding yourself. And if you're not holding yourself, you're gonna think that the whole world is against you and there's a problem with everyone. And this reminds me of someone in our life that, uh, that yeah, I don't know, she's just coming to mind right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can speak about it. <laughs> he just so. mimed across the thing, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I think mom's gonna find this podcast. <laughs> and even if she did, did I then just maybe. want her to love me. <laughs> <laughs> she loves you. I have to laugh as you're sharing that because I have to reflect this in the own personal example, which was so cute and so funny. I think it was yesterday, the day before we got home. We're having a really beautiful, we've been having a lot of very beautiful days together. We have. We have. It's been lovely. But this day was exceptionally beautiful. And we got home from something, I can't remember, dance. We got home from dance. Yeah. We're in this juicy, sensual energy together. And I'm just so dropped into my feminine. I sit down at the dining table and you must have like looked at your phone or something upon getting home. And you kind of started like coming at me with a couple of complaints about people. And there was one complaint and then the next. And then I became aware, wow, he's really very naggy in his voice. <laughs> and I just looked at you. I'm like, baby. And I like even just went to say what I was going to say. And it. you looked at me, you go, yep, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and he does a 180, walks away. And ultimately what he saw in a second Oh, I'm getting complaining about other people and this this tone is coming through my voice of something's not okay yeah. because I'm actually not holding myself in the way that I need to be held right now. Absolutely. And so I was just finding a problem with everyone that I was dealing with that morning, whether it's the villa man or the, you know, whatever it was that we were trying to schedule and plan and everyone was giving me an issue. And it's like, it's not them. It's actually me that needs to hold myself differently. And then, and then they're going to my outer reality will change once my inner reality shifts. You know, and that's such a beautiful reflective tool for everyone to utilize is looking at yeah. where things in your reality aren't quite working. Yeah. Where is your partner not touching you in the way you want to be touched? Where is the sex coming, the penetration's too fast and the self-pleasure, the foreplay, like that is an elongated period, you know? Where is something not flowing at work or we're trying to get yeah. something to happen and it's not budging? And every single time, if we go in and we do the work inside, that thing shifts immediately. Yeah. Your partner, you open neural gateways for your partner to start touching you exactly the way you want to be touched. Mm. You know, when you actually have a self-pleasure practice as a woman, I speak to women all the time recently where we say, why is it we get into partnership and we stop our self-pleasure practice, you know? And it's so important when we're in partnership that we still have a continued self-pleasure practice and we touch our body in a certain way. Otherwise, we can't expect our partner to know how our body wants to be opened mm. and explored. We yeah. first have to be the Christopher Columbus of our own body, explore it, awaken it, mm. awaken our bodies as a man and a woman so that people can come into our reality 
and just kind of jump on that neural train of like, oh, let me join you mm. in the way that you're honoring your temple. Yeah. May I bow, may I devote myself to your temple in the same way. Well, I feel it works for men as well, but I feel a woman's self-pleasure practice is effectively one of her self-love practices. And if we are not doing many self-love practices, whether we're a man or a woman, of course we're not going to invite our partner to love us to the way that we want because we're not even loving ourselves enough. You know, So of course when we start practicing self-love, whether it's through a self-pleasure practice or any other type of practice, we are inviting others to respond in kind. And it's the practice of using, of realizing that everything in your outer reality is a mirror that you can use that reflects your inner reality. So no matter how your outer reality is manifesting itself, everything that is happening is as a result of what's going on inside of you. So if you are seeing something that feels out of alignment or maybe it feels like all the people are against you, it's like, well, okay, you can use that as a reflective tool to look within. Instead of thinking the world is against you, instead of thinking that this person didn't show up this way or this person isn't showing up that way, it's like, no, use that to realize, to, to see within yourself where you are not showing up for yourself. Mm. Yeah. And I feel there's another aspect to this too, which is getting in touch with one's animal-like nature, not in the sense of sex or anything like that, but like unleashing the beast within well sex is connected to it we can't push it out of this conversation true but i i just mean i'm not encouraging people to live this lustful desireful just allow your genitals to run your life type of thing it's more of like no there's an inner beast that i'll speak for men for example you can i would love for you to touch on how this you know um manifests within women but there is an inner fire within men that we need to cultivate and harness and if we don't have a connection to that fire or if we have been taught by society or by our family that that fire is dangerous and so you shouldn't go there, then we have this inner animal, this little inner gremlin that needs to come out in a healthy manner. But if you don't have a connection to that inner gremlin, that inner animal, and, and allow him out in a safe container, he is going to wreak havoc in your life and in your relationships because he's going to come out in these little shadow aspects of little, you know, comments here and little bitchiness here and being an asshole here it's like it's going to manifest within your shadow masculine if you don't give him a healthy access out if you're not in touch with your inner malevolence and how much damage you can do as a man if you're not clear on your power and how that could be used for malevolence then you can never use it for good and so the key to being a man is getting in touch with your inner animal, getting in touch with your inner malevolence, and then learning how to control it. Because if you don't have access to it and you don't know how to control it, it's gonna come out in your shadow and it's gonna have all sorts of negative repercussions in your relationships and in your life as well. Yeah, and I love this conversation and it feels, you know, for me, the way that I see it is is this very much so connects to a man not having an integrated divine feminine? Because yeah. again, the divine, the integrated feminine is the feeling, it is the welcoming of emotions, the giving yourself permission to go into that tenderness, into that pain, instead of just, you know, um, moving forward and 
what can I get done now and what can I focus on? And instead, it's like taking a time out to actually go into your inner world, into the alchemy of how am I feeling today? Yeah. You know, and if and if he's not paying attention to himself like his sacred lover would. Yeah. It's like on days I can feel something's going on for you. I felt it at 3 a.m. this morning and I turn over, I go, what's going on for you? It's like a man having a feminine force in his life, but he can't expect from his partner. He has to first build it within himself where he has this inner nurturer from within that's like, baby, what's going on for yeah. you today? What's real? What's alive for you? And if he was accessing that, he would have a healthy emotional body and this malevolence wouldn't need to express in unhealthy ways. Right. Yeah, it's almost like his connection to his inner feminine gives him the access and control over his motion, emotional body and then thus his emotional body is not this uncontrollable force that comes out in shadow aspects. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's it's really beautiful work and I want to mention the Tulum retreat in this because I'm getting a lot of visions, <laughs> I'm getting a lot of like feelings, I'm seeing our group in yeah. the Shala doing the work and I just want to speak into it because this conversation is very connected to the sacred mirror retreat, yeah. you know, like the, it's huge and there's going to be a space and it's going to be really, really beautiful to create these spaces for men to go into these places within themselves yeah. that they've never really gone into. Yeah. And for the women to be invited into it, how it truly feels to be led, how it truly feels to surrender yeah. and watching this interplay between two beings in a sacred union who are both working with their union from within yeah. and watching the acceleration that we've seen with our clients and with people that we've worked with and just how beautiful it is when we we start actually doing the deepest work that is needed, mm. which is the deepest form of intimate connection inside of our own being. Yeah. And, and no longer waiting for the relationship to look a certain way, for them to show up in a certain way. It should be more like this. It should be more like that. It's like when we let go of all the shoulds and we take radical responsibility of actually what is inside of us, the shifts are so quick and so mm. profound. And so we've condensed our six month curriculum that we were working yeah. with through with our clients into a four day program. Five day. Yeah. Six day, isn't it? Well, it's it's four days with two days on either end for sharing circles and and meals and whatnot, but the programs in yeah. across four days and so I just want to mention that in case anyone here is resonating with this topic, but ultimately this topic is so layered that sometimes we need somatic containers to experience it. I would say that that is the thing that this world has become devoid of is these sacred containers and spaces held, safe spaces held for us to access these parts that we have shunned our entire lives, whether it's me as a man shunning my inner animal and my just allowing my rage and my anger to come out, or it's a container held that allows me as the man to dive into my feminine and to get in touch with her, you know? And it's the same for women as well. I, I feel like we as a society have not 
allowed ourselves into these spaces. And that's the primary reason for this retreat is giving people a safe container in a space that is held in a sacred manner to allow people to access parts of themselves that they haven't accessed for years. And that alone creates the biggest transformation in your relationship. Well, I've experienced a radical transformation over you know the last couple of years witnessing you get in touch with your dark masculine. Yeah before he had been so shunned, you oh, know, yeah. and and then witnessing you bringing that out in healthy ways has created so much deeper intimacy, safety. It's like it has brought something online in my feminine that I never even yeah. knew could happen yeah. through no longer witnessing a man in my life express his emotional body in unhealthy ways or go into bad moods or close his heart to me. Instead, he works his emotional body and he opens and he opens and we just spiral deeper and deeper. Yeah. And the same goes with me, you know, like I have typically had, you know, given certain things that played out right at the beginning of our intimate relationship. I have expressed my emotional body in unhealthy ways in the past. And there's this been this beautiful shift that we're going to be working with, with the women in the retreat of what does it feel like? to deeply get in touch with the deepest level of pain inside of your system without projecting it even 1%. Yeah. And I mean like a projection isn't just like a, you don't ever do this and la la la. I'm talking like a, <sighs> like being in his yeah. presence and doing a disappointing sigh right, right, right. or sending a little dagger through your eye when he says something and you just kind of look him in a way. It's like, yeah. training the wounded feminine, the shadow feminine to no longer project. Yeah. It's a journey. It's yeah. challenging. And over the past couple of days, given some things that have been arising within me, we've actually had two sacred containers where, you know, I got off this call yesterday and I was trembling and raging and triggers had come up and parts of self came up for healing. And I tell him this and instead of my pain body pushing him away further, the first thing I did was just start crying in his arms. Mm. And then the next thing was he just runs off to his room. He's like, I need to get the speakers. He sets up this really intense, beautiful music. And he's like guiding me through hitting and you know, let it out and say what you need to say, like express it through your throat. And he created a shamanic container for me to somatically release, discharge, expel yeah. the energy that was living inside of me from my childhood. And yeah. then the same thing happened this morning. And, you know, for the masculine and the feminine, for the man and the woman to come together in that kind of way and know when it's time to take themselves away in their own space versus coming together and supporting each other through ritual and sacred yeah. passage of you are about to move into another aspect of your light and your magic. But before you get there, my love, yeah. we're going to have to move and trench through something that's very icky and yucky and murky. So let me put the music on and I'm going to be here holding the space. Let it out and yeah. I'll be here to hug you afterwards. Yeah. That feels like to me, sacred union. Yeah. To love each other so deeply, to be in it, committed with one another and to be on the same team that, hey, we're not actually fighting with one another and angry at one another. We're upset because both of us, our hearts, our souls, our physical bodies were neglected when we were growing up. Yeah. And our parents weren't sensitive enough to know what we needed. And we're holding that pain inside. Are we going to project that at one another and feel angry? Or are we going to hold hands and walk through the fire together? Yeah. 
most people unfortunately project it onto one another and they think it's their fault. And I would say that if I didn't have a healthy connection with my inner feminine within, I would not have been able to ha hold that container for you. I would have made it personal. I would have heard you say something that was a projection or your, you know, whatever was arising for you that morning. And I would have made it mean something about myself when it actually had nothing to do with me. It had to do with the way that your mother treated you in the past or how the teacher did this, that, and the other, you know, it's like, and so my shift of realizing that it's not personal, me having a deep connection with my inner feminine so much so that when I experience you, you having a lot of emotions, it doesn't freak me out as a man. Because once upon a time it used to, when I did not have a connection with my inner feminine, I would experience these emotions within you and it would scare me. It would be like, whoa, too much, man. Like, I can't handle this, right? And I wouldn't take it personally too. When that emotion would come up, I would. there was a part of me, my wounded masculine, that would take something that you said to be personal to me when it had nothing to do with me. And so my integration of my inner feminine has given me the strength, the capacity, and the ability to hold space for you as the amazing divine feminine in my life to have these healings when needed and not take it personally. And when I experience you having these emotions, I go, great. Now, I'm not afraid anymore because I've accessed that realm within. Mm, beautiful. Mm. So true. I remember when you felt intimidated by yeah, the emotions and right? you just, you don't anymore. <laughs> no, like, I don't think it personally. It's like, all right, great. Let's do this. To you, it felt like a party. I was in <laughs> yeah. it and he's like, great, let's get the this. music, yeah. it's on. Yeah. And to have, to have that as a woman, to have that in your life is invaluable. It's priceless because most of us didn't have that in our fathers. I remember some of the most difficult moments in my life, like the twice, the two times I got beaten up so badly, I ended up in hospital when my dad met me at the hospital and I was still under the influence of some alcohol, but I was, it was terrible what had happened. And I was expressing that. I was expressing my upset. I was expressing that I just had six girls on just on me and no one to help me and that I was scared. And the first thing he says is like, you just need to calm down. Just calm down. These emotions aren't going to help anything. Yeah. And I had to go in and do so much healing with my inner 16 year old because in that moment she made a decision. If you express the fullness of what you're feeling in the moment, you lose dad's love. Right. And so at that moment, and I told my dad recently, I went back to Australia. I told him about those memories and what he said and what I made it mean. And I'm very grateful now to have a father who's on the awakening journey more recently and he could hold that and he could say, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And you know, that was healing. But the truth is when we were growing up as little girls, most of us did not have access to a father who was rooting our emotional expression. He yeah. was terrified of it, yep. terrified of the unpredictability. He just wanted to like close that can of worms, pack it up, wrap it up and put it somewhere far, far away. And that's the wounded masculine. Unintegrated with his unintegrated feminine. Yep. And thus it freaks him out, scares mm -hmm. him. So he just says, all right, get it away from me or mm -hmm. I'll leave or I'll bail, you know? Yeah. Well, this feels complete, does it? It feels like a multi-dimensional topic that we'll go into in many different layers. Um, well, there's one final aspect that I want to touch on. And I brought it up earlier, but, but something that you just shared, I want to dive into it just slightly. 
once again, which is giving ourselves permission to experience the fullness of all that we are. Because in your experience of being in hospital and you sharing with your father that you were scared and it was this intense experience and he just says, you got to get over it or you got to pull yourself. To, sorry, what did he say? Well, I wasn't expressing I was afraid. I was, you know, upset. I was expressing emotion. I'm so angry. Do you know who did this? And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he was saying like, stop expressing yeah. those emotions. You know, like that's not going to help us. It's not going to get us anywhere. Right. So he shunned you kind of and he kind of tried to quiet you up. And so you said that you, ex you that absorbed into your body that you can't be your fullest expression of self, right? I feel as men and as women, we've all had these experiences where we are our bright, brilliant self, especially when we're younger, and then someone kind of shuns us for it and says, oh, don't do that. And so we kind of pacify ourselves. We say, oh, I can't be this fullest expression of self. And so I just have to be this dumbed down version of self. Numb. Numb. Exactly. And so I would say that that, that pacific, pacification. Pacificity. Oh, God, don't even try and get me to yeah, do it. I should have asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, like be, being pacified, you know, being uh, passive. Passive. Yeah. Like, uh, like diminished. Like, mm -hmm. like I, I think that's one of the things that causes the most amount of issues on this planet is is people not allowing themselves the fullest expression of self and then it comes out in their shadow it comes out as their wounded feminine it comes out as their wounded masculine but when we get in touch with all that we are and we start allowing ourselves this space to fully express ourselves as a man or as a woman whether it's through our voice, whether it's through our actions, whether it's through hitting the pillow, whether it's through, and these are all things that we're going to dive into in the retreat. I mean, this is what I'm so excited about with this retreat is creating that space to say, all right, bring it. I want to see all of, all of that which you are. Unfreezing any parts of the body, exactly. the soul that have been frozen and in fear and instead bringing that alive and seeing what happens, yeah. what takes place in your relationship, in your intimacy, in your own body, when you start coming fully alive. And what happens is you start freeing yourself from all the mental prisons that you put yourself in once upon a time. And you start accessing a version of self that is the actualized version of self, all that you could be. Mm. It's so powerful. It's so important because so many people are walking around just these small versions of self, oh, I can't do that. Oh, I can't yell because then I'll be perceived as this asshole or, oh, I can't express myself through my voice because all of these decisions that we made, it's like, no, unleash yourself. And, and only then will you discover who you truly are. And honestly, vulnerably, I feel I'm only just starting to experience what that feels like to be able to move my pelvis in so many different ways because I've just spent the last five to seven years doing womb healing, trauma healing work, and enough has actually viscerally left my body that like the way that my body, I could like when I put a hand on my womb, I feel like I can feel a galaxy in there. I used to feel nothing. Mm. I used to put my hands on my womb and just feel like, you know, I would go to some kind of women's circle and they'd say, put your hands on your womb and what is she saying to you? And it's like, it was either nothing or it was a little bit of like 
I don't want to connect with that area. There was a disconnect. And you were numb. You, you weren't embodied as you are today. Disassociated. Yeah, absolutely. Because all of modern day society is programming us to be numb and disconnected from our bodies. And nowadays it's like I finish my yoga or my yin or meditation or whatever it is in the morning and I lay down on my mat and I put one hand on my womb, one hand on my heart and I can feel the wholeness of who and what I am. And this is quite a new experience for me of, and it's also a new experience of being with my beloved and feeling him embodied every day, feeling like when he looks at me through his eyes, I can see God looking back at me. I can see me looking back at me. And there's a twinkle through his eyes. Whereas, you know, when we started this journey of getting in touch and becoming more embodied, it's like I would see a twinkle at a few times a week. And then most of the time it was like, you were gone. Numb. It's like, I would look out, into your eyes and I would be like, where is he? Exactly. Whereas now every day you're here, you're in your body, you stay. And that happened because I learned how to integrate my inner masculine and my inner feminine. And, and that it, happened as a result of me getting in touch with my inner feminine. Because when you have your, when a human has their inner, masculine their inner feminine integrated with their inner child the holy trinity from inside of their yeah. being we access the most cozy home-like delicious pleasurable realm of existence from inside of our own being that we actually start going the parts of self that have wanted to die have wanted to not exist have been in such immense pain from memories stories from our past they actually start going Maybe I want to be here. Yeah. And then absolutely. we can actually be in our body present with the pain, present with it all, yeah. because we've created a container of safety with our own inner union, our family constellation yeah. from inside of ourselves. Yeah. And we're not waiting for our children, our partner, our friends to show up in a certain way to make us feel safe because we already feel yeah. like a holy sanction is taking place from inside of our life. Mm. bodies mm. yeah you've been a massive inspiration for me on this topic because the more that you have tuned into your feminine and i've seen you become much more embodied in your feminine as a result of integrating your masculine you have inspired me to do the same so when you are deeply embodied in your divine feminine you, you were just saying you touch your womb and you and you feel a galaxy in there. Part of my, you know, inspiration as a man is like, I want to know that galaxy. What does that feel like? You know, and I, I have felt over the months, over the years, you continuing to tap into this like world of magic that lies within your body. And it has been a massive inspiration for me to not say, oh, I want that because that's in you and that's not in me. It's like, no, how do I have that within me, too? But I only have that within me because of my inner feminine. If I don't have a connection to that inner feminine, I'm not going to see that world of magic. I used to live that way with an extreme disconnect to my inner feminine. The world did not seem magical. The world felt like a prison planet. It, didn't, it just felt 3D. There was no astral anything. There was no magic. There was no manifestations. There was no synchronicities. There was no God. There was no nothing. It was just, it was just physical reality and it meant nothing and nothing was there. But it's when I started to integrate my inner feminine, I realized that there's a whole realm of magic that lies without there. And I have 
the ability to shift this reality in any way, shape or form that I desire. But I couldn't see that world of magic until I started integrating my inner feminine. And you were one of my greatest inspirations for that. And I just want to say thank you. <laughs> I love you very much. I love you too, babe. Yeah, I'm, my wish for humanity is that every man knows that realm of magic and nature. Yeah. And pleasure, those, those aspects that feminine bodies are starting to return to. For every man to know that within himself, my goodness, that is a beautiful man. Well, I feel what we're returning to is the acknowledgement that the majority of the masculine and feminine that we've seen on the planet is operating as its wounded version of self. And so what we are returning to is discovering what does divine masculinity look like? What does divine femininity look like? And how does that look integrated in one's being? embodied in one's being as a man and as a woman. Mm. Okay. We really appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, we love you deeply. And it feels really good to have this set up. I've been YouTubing for like a long time and it feels really nice to just be like in my leopard <laughs> tracky pants and um just casually us just being able to record our conversations because it feels like that's where a lot of the juicy goodness comes from yeah which is a, such a metaphor for life and all of our magic it's like when we stop trying to exude anything be anything give yeah. more and we just really rest into the space that is just always existing within us that has no embellishments no flourishing anything that is the most powerful force that is the most powerful thread of creativity and life force that can come through yeah. someone just letting all the walls down and being your vulnerable expression of self yeah i've been having the final thing i'll say is I, i'm having this very interesting experience that like i can't tell when you're speaking or when i'm speaking who's speaking because it all feels like me mm. So as you're speaking, I'm like moving my body and swaying like this mm. because this everything that we've just created here just feels like one orbit mm. of energy and creative life force. And there isn't this any, I can't feel any separation between us yeah. right now. And it's a very beautiful feeling. It's actually, mm. you know, um, yeah, quite astonishing to connect with that feeling. Sacred unity. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm sacredness of coming back to the one to wholeness yeah well we look forward to speaking to you on the next podcast and if you're interested to go check out any retreat it depends when you're listening to this um we'll have more retreats coming up next january year, so. 2023 we're holding a retreat in tulum mexico and then we'll be holding another one in southeast asia later in the year and yeah, we'll be holding more. So depending when you're listening to this, head over to www.livingsacredunion.com and check out what we've got going on because we would love to connect more yeah. with you. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>